the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Oh, I forgot. She doesn't like Israel. I forgot. I'm so sorry. Jewish Americans generally vote Democrat. President Trump says he wants to change that. A leader with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is reiterating the Mormon faith's belief that marriage should be reserved for one man and one woman only, while suggesting that homosexual members can still find a place in the religion. Neil Anderson spoke yesterday. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Common Ground Broadcasting Radio Stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC. From time to time, Salem TC will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents, and winner is responsible for any and all taxes. For a list of full contest rules, see this station's website for details. Good afternoon, Patriot listeners. We're looking at a high of 63 today with chances of showers throughout the day. 66 tomorrow, mostly sunny. 54, mostly sunny on Tuesday. And then Wednesday and Thursday, looks like we might get some snow, but I don't want to talk about that anymore. I want to talk about making an investment in your marriage by joining us on Friday, May 17th for the power of healthy conflict and evening of practical Bible-based strategies for using your disagreements to create intimacy between you and your spouse. Reserve your seats now at am1280thepatriot.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to send us a tweet, do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show. Content as always. We appreciate you tuning in, folks. Uh, yes, it's a uh, nice spring day out. The sun was out a little bit this morning. It's kind of cloudy now. It's raining in some parts of Twin Cities. Snow this week, but I think we're in the clear now because when we do get whatever measurable snow, it's gone literally within 24 hours. So, you know, just just maybe get out and enjoy it. I, I have my snowblower uh, fully gassed up from the last time it threatened to snow, so I'm ready to go. I'm like, bring it on because I know that's going to be probably – gone within 24 hours so you know maybe get some more use out of the snowblower before i put it away for the uh, spring and summer i say you just put it away for good that's what i want honestly i don't want it to snow at all and i'm bummed out by it well i i get that but you know i remember last year we it was mid uh, april where it was over saturday and sunday it snowed like a couple of feet i think it started like friday mm-hmm. evening and it just did yeah. not stop until sunday and I, I, it was funny. I cleared my, I decided to clear my calendar that weekend, including, uh, well, our uh, program director Lee Michaels uh, told Mitch and I. He says, you know, it's going to snow this weekend. Why don't you guys just do best of shows? I'm like, okay, sounds good. So I pretty much had my calendar cleared. So I got home Friday evening and did not leave my house again, other than to go out and snowplow, of course, until Monday morning. Sixty hours just at home. It's just like this is cool. If 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 it's going to snow, might as well snow on a weekend when I don't have much planned let's you know just enjoy it yeah that's the introverted dream right there that sounds just fantastic i mean look i'm like one of those people that like is the borderline introvert extrovert i have no idea what i am but 60 hours in my house all to myself man that just sounds like a 
privilege and an honor. Yeah, well, it, you know, like I say, I did go out, at least go out the driveway and plow. But other than that, yeah, it was it was nice. I had a few things planned that weekend, and of course, because of the weather, they, they got canceled. And you know, where my wife and I attend church, they do a webcast, so we could indulge in church on the on the internet that Sunday. So it worked out great. So I'm not saying we're going to get that kind of snow this weekend. I, it doesn't sound like it, but. I'm just saying that don't panic, folks. It's actually fun to do this. In fact, when I leave for work in the morning, if there's snow on the ground, this time of year I'll take a picture, and then I'll take a, a picture from the same view when I get home, and it's completely different because the snow is gone. It's like, look at this. Right. 12 hours. It's gone. Relax, folks. It's 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 all good. But Anyways, I, <coughs> I digress. Uh, we <laughs> do have some news to get to from this past week, as we always do, and there's always uh, a bunch going on. I didn't write a whole lot. Uh, this past week at bradcarlson.org, uh, uh, kind of the day job uh, kind of took over my uh, uh, attention this past week more than other weeks. But I always keep plugged into the news, and you can't help but keep plugged in. And we talked uh, uh, quite a bit about Joe Biden last week, of course, former Vice President uh, Joe Biden during the Obama administration. He hasn't officially declared he's running for president in 2020, but let's be honest. What he's doing, all these speaking circuits and whatnot, the attention he's getting for these stump speeches, he, he's running. There, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And there are a good number of polls that show Joe Biden leading in the polls. Now, I'll, I may get to this in the second segment, but this is kind of an interesting dynamic because you've got the far-left progressive wing of the party that's getting more attention. Um, I, I don't know if it's taken over the party. I mean, a lot of folks like myself kind of knee-jerk say, oh, the far-left kooks are taking over the party. Well, the fact that someone like Joe Biden is leading in the polls may mean that that's not necessarily true. Now, it could be a function of there's like 20 Democrats running for president in 2020. So there may be that aspect of it where he's just getting the plurality because he's the biggest name. I don't know. Uh, but be that as it may, I, I kind of said last week that uh, progressives consider the Democrats as the uh, no party for white men, uh, because they are they consider themselves more woke, as it were, and they have an intersectionality scorecard where you get a check mark if you are a minority, you get a check mark if you're a female, you get a a check mark if you're a homosexual, and I think you may get extra credit if you're trans. Okay, this is what the left has become: identity politics. They want someone representing them uh, that fits into these categories. Okay, an old white guy like Joe Biden doesn't get any check marks on his intersectionality scorecard, none whatsoever. Okay, and the only reason Bernie Sanders is kind of the darling of the far left progressives is because he's kind of wanting to enact their uh, socialist utopia where the government just takes care of everybody and everything. Okay, so Bernie kind of gets a, a pass on that. And I, I, I bring all this up because Joe Biden's been in the news a lot because there have been some women who have come out that said he touched them inappropriately. Now, Joe Biden, if you've watched any video of him, especially when he was vice president, that was kind of his thing, where he kind of got up close and personal to women, whether it was young ladies, you know, preteens, or, you know, women his age, or even women older. I, You know, the, the example of this is when he would have swearing-in ceremonies for new members of the U.S. Senate. You know, the U.S. new U.S. senator would bring his or her family there, and, you know, inevitably there'd be sisters, mothers, daughters, whomever, and Joe Biden would kind of get up close and personal. And and none, of, and none was more creepier than, I think it was, uh, I think it was Democrat Senator Chris Coons, his daughter, who looked like she was maybe 10 or 11, Joe Biden kind of, you know, was schmoozing up to her a little bit, and she kind of recoiled away a little bit as he tried to give her like a peck on the forehead. I mean, I'm sure it was harmless, but it just looked creepy. Because of the way she reacted. And that's the whole point in this. People can sit there and say, well, you know, that's that's Uncle Joe. He's just being friendly, loquacious. He doesn't mean any harm by it. And you know what? I'd be willing to bet he probably doesn't mean any harm by it. That's just who he is. He's hands-on, whatever. So be it. But the other side of this that seems to get dismissed is the fact that the people with whom he's interacting, particularly the women, are uncomfortable with it. They don't like it when he puts his hand in, on their shoulders and whispers in their ear and appears to be sniffing their hair. They, they take, they're creeped out by it, okay? <clears throat> Can't be dismissive of it. And the interesting, interesting thing about this is, 
is while Joe Biden was vice president of the Obama administration, he was kind of at the forefront of all of these talks where they were uh, kind of the Me Too era was really starting to get rolling. I mean, it never re- it didn't really uh, come to the forefront until the uh, indiscretions of former film mogul, uh, movie mogul Harvey Weinstein came to came to light. But you could argue that Joe Biden has kind of become a victim of what his administration, i.e. the Obama administration in which he served, of what the, of the policies they've handed down. So when some women came forward uh, and, uh, well, it was just last week, uh, Lucy Flores, who was a former Democrat candidate for lieutenant governor of Nevada, said that at a campaign rally in 2014, uh, then Vice President Biden, standing behind her, placed his hands on her shoulders, sniffed her hair, and gave the back of her head a big, slow kiss. Uh, a few days later, Democratic former congressional aide Amy Lapus said that at a 2009 event, Biden put his hands on her face, pulled her to him, and rubbed his nose with hers. Ugh, okay. Uh, this week, two more women have come forward. A student who said he touched her thigh and hugged her just a little bit too long, and a writer who said his hand strayed from her shoulder and moved on her back before her husband intervened. Now, this is from a, a political story that came out this past week. So obviously these are all coming out as Joe Biden is starting to run for president. And of course the question I had and I brought it up last week is why wasn't anything this any of this brought up when prominent conservative writers during the Obama administration are saying, you know, do you ever see Joe Biden interact with some of these women during these congressional swearings in? Doesn't that seem a little creepy to you? Doesn't that seem a little off-putting to anybody? How ironic is it that conservative writers happen to be more woke? Or could it be that the leftist media was just providing cover for anybody that was in the Obama administration, and Joe Biden was, for lack of a better phrase, a useful idiot because he took the slings and arrows because of his verbal gaffes or because he was willing to go out there up front and say crazy things and, you know, oh, that's Uncle Joe. And meanwhile, the stumbling, bumbling Barack Obama got plenty of cover for that. I don't know, just, just kicking it around. Well, obviously Joe Biden couldn't stay silent for very long, and he posted to his Twitter account, uh, this past week, video. It's a, it's a couple minutes long. I want you to listen to this, and then I got a couple of reactions to this. So again, this is Joe Biden responding to some of the allegations, some of which I uh, detail in this political story. Uh, Jason, if we have that ready, uh, go ahead. Issues, and I'll always be direct with you. But today, I want to talk about just as the support and encouragement that I've made to women and some men, and have made them uncomfortable. And I always tried to be, uh, in my career, I've always tried to make a human connection. That's my responsibility, I think. I shake hands, I hug people, I, I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you can do this. And, and, uh, and whether they're women, men, young, old, it's, it's the way I've always been. It's the way I've tried to show I care about them and I'm listening. And over the years, knowing what I've been through, the things that I've faced, I've found that scores, if not hundreds of people have come up to me and reached out for solace and comfort, something, something, anything that may help them get through the tragedy they're going through. And, and, uh, and, and so I, it's just, just who, who I am. And I've never thought of politics as cold and antiseptic. I, I've always thought it about connecting with people. As I said, shaking hands, uh, hands on the shoulder, a hug, uh, encouragement. And now, and now it's all about taking selfies together. Uh, you know, social norms have begun to change. They've shifted. And the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset. And I get it. I get it. I hear what they're saying. I understand it. And I'll be much more mindful. That's my responsibility. My responsibility, and I'll meet it. But I'll always believe governing, quite frankly, life for that matter, is about connecting, about connecting with people. That won't change. But I will be more mindful and respectful of people's personal space. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I've worked my whole life to empower women. I've worked my whole life to prevent abuse. I've written, and and so the idea that I can adjust to the fact that personal space is important, more important than it's ever been, is is just not thinkable. I will. I will. 
Okay, there it is, former Vice President Joe Biden. Tell you what, we're up against a break. Why don't we take a break first? We come back. I got a couple of reactions to that video. So if you listened closely to it, you may have some of the same thoughts um, conveying in your head as I do mine. But we'll come back and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. And hey, here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no-obligation quote. 1-800-930-2646. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-930-2646. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-930-2646. 1-800-930-2646. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952 952- Five four four two eight three seven. That's nine five two five four four two eight three seven. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than twenty minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Minnesota. This is sportsmanship. School sports, it's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. At you through the glass, don't know how much time has passed. Oh God, it feels like forever. Welcome back, Cam 12 to the Patriots. forever feels like home. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Again, check out my blog, bradcarlson.org. And you can uh, give us a call here, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Continuing our discussion on Joe Biden. Joe Biden has had multiple women come forward and accuse him of inappropriately touching them at uh, different points during his vice presidency. And again, this was uh, famously not uh, reported on by the media, even though there was some rather odd behaviors in open sight, but it's neither here nor there. I did play the video that's on Joe Biden's Twitter feed about him coming out and saying, hey, I understand uh, social norms have changed and uh, I'll... I need to be more mindful of that. I'll meet that responsibility, what have you. A couple things I noticed about that. First, uh, 
kind of more on the superficial side, he sounded awfully frail. I mean, I know I get that he's 77, 78 years old, something along that, something along that uh, line. And I know that uh, I think he'll be, if he were to be elected president, he'd be like close to 80, like I think 79 when he were, was, in, when he's inaugurated. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying, not that age is a deterrent. It's not, but uh, you've seen how presidents age in just eight years. I mean, Barack Obama, when he took office, he looked like a very you know vibrant 47-year-old that he was. And when he left office eight years later, he looked like he was close to 60, even though he was like 56, I think, 55, 56. So it ages you a lot. The job does. That's all I'm saying. But in that particular video, he sounded frail. And I don't know if he was trying to convey some sort of uh, kind, gentle spirit to say, hey, this is what I did, what have you, so be it. But the second thing I noticed, no apology. No apology. Now, again, if, if the old people say the non-apology apology is, hey, sorry if you were offended, yada, yada. But in a way, I kind of think that might work here. And what I mean by that, is Joe Biden can say, hey, here's how I am. I'm, I'm a very touchy guy. I like to give you know women a side hug, even though <clears throat> kind of looks like he does more than that. But anyways, I kind of give, like to give the women a side hug. The guys grab their shoulders, say, hey, you can do it, what have you. That That's who I am. Nothing, there were no ulterior motives. There were no you know cheap thrills I was getting out of this. This is what I did. However, it is brought to my attention some people may have been uncomfortable, and I can honestly assure you that was not my intent. This is just my personality. However, if you felt uncomfortable, you feel how you feel, certainly not my intent. I apologize to those who may have felt uncomfortable. That To me, that sounds perfectly appropriate. Okay, a lot of people will call that the non-apology apology where you say, hey, yeah, sorry you're offended, whatever. But um, you know, he didn't do that. He didn't apologize. He didn't say, hey, those who have come out with these complaints, I, I can tell you there was nothing, uh, there's n- no motives other than I'm just, you know, a, a very outgoing type of person. I, I like to uplift people, as he conveyed in that video. And, uh, you know, that I think that would have been uh, perfectly appropriate. The problem is, is that he later in the week, as the week went on, was almost defiant. He had people up on stage. He had youngsters up on stage where he gave a young man a pat on the back. And he kind of said, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm giving this young man a pat on the back, but I assure you I got permission to do this. Almost belittling the concerns that some people were bringing forth. Okay? And he said, he sat joked about it. So if there was any goodwill put up that he gained by putting forth that video... Uh, would have been completely dashed with that kind of snarky response to it or allusion to these accusations. And again, I it didn't sound like that video was very well well received. And like I said, I I don't I don't know Joe Biden from Adam. Never met the man. So for me to try to gauge what his mindset is would be impossible. Um, but I'm willing to concede that he didn't mean anything by by his actions. Did it, did it look creepy? Yeah, it did. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I cringed when I saw some of the stuff. You know, and again, you can do you you can look up YouTube videos where he's swearing in US senators and how he interacts with the women that happen to be around these senators as they're getting sworn in. It, it, it yeah, it was cringe-inducing. There's no doubt about it. And even the uh uh Stephanie Carter who uh whose husband Ash Carter was the defense secretary the last two and a half years of the Obama administration, or last I guess it would have been more like couple years of Obama administration. There's the infamous photo where Joe Biden has his hands on her shoulders and he's leaning in and whispering in her ear and she looks uncomfortable. Well, she came out and flat out said, well, no, no, I didn't take it as that. It was nothing like that. Okay. So if you're going to give uh, a voice to the, those who felt victimized, I think it's only fair that someone else be able to share their experience too. Uh, And again, I'm not trying to defend Joe Biden at all. I mean, at the end of the day, and this is true, the Democrat voters have to decide if this is the hill they want to die upon. Okay, because I got to tell you, I, I, I oppose Joe Biden for myriad reasons. And again, I'm not dismissing this particular issue. I'm not. I absolutely am not. 
but it's not really on my radar because I vehemently oppose Joe Biden on his policy stances. Okay. And again, can't emphasize enough. I'm not saying that policy is more important than personal interaction, right? I'm just saying that he's putting it out there and saying, this is how I was. You know, if someone felt uncomfortable, I'm sorry, he didn't say that. All right. But could you infer that from the video? Yeah, maybe. But again, I'm making the mistake of judging people's motives, mindsets, and I'm not nearly qualified to do that. But what I will say is you have Alyssa Milano, who hasn't done much of anything as far as I know, as far as movies or television lately. Uh, So she's big into her political advocacy. Of course, ever since Trump's been elected, um, she's been going all over. I think she inserted herself in the Georgia special election for, uh, remember when Tom Price was briefly in the Trump administration, his uh, House seat in, I think it was Georgia's 6th Congressional District. I, I don't remember exactly. Alyssa Milano inserted herself in that special election back in 2017. Of course, there was a Montana special election, House election that Alyssa Milano inserted herself in. Um, I don't know that she's ever set foot in Montana, but she seemed overly concerned with you know getting a Democrat elected there. She didn't, thankfully. Uh, and, and of course, now she's been at the forefront of the life issue, the abortion issue, and we'll we'll get a, we'll get into that a little later in the show. But she posted a picture of her her and Joe Biden on Twitter. You know, they did a photo op, had their arms around each other. You know how when you take a photo op with someone, you kind of have your arm around each other, that sort of thing. And she said, well, these accusations against Joe Biden, uh, I've found him to be nothing but a very kind person. I don't think there's anything to these allegations. Okay, so to me, that was very presumptuous to try to speak for other people. Because at the end of the and there was a young lady, I forget her name, she came out and said, Look, I I worked with Al Franken, and Al Franken was an incredible advocate for me, a champion for my causes, but I never posted a picture in support of him because I know my experience may have been different from others' experiences with Al Franken, i.e. his accusers. Remember, Al Franken got accused of inappropriate touching many women. All right? And it's the same with Alyssa Milano. You're coming out and saying, well, you know, I I just can't believe anybody would accuse Joe Biden of such a thing. He's always been such a very kind, uplifting person. And kudos to a lot of the feminists. They came after Alyssa Milano and say, well, who are you to to say what these other women experienced? Yeah, good for you. You may have had a pleasant experience with Joe Biden where you didn't feel uncomfortable. But these other women can't say the same. And the reason that that was thrown back in Alyssa Milano's face is they— is they went to some tweets she put forth last fall where she said, all women have a right to be believed, full stop. In This was in, of course, response to the Brett Kavanaugh incident or alleged incident. So you're telling me that a thirty-five an, an incident that happened 35 years later that has never been corroborated, even by Dr. Christine Blasey Ford's witnesses at, uh, on her behalf, they could not corroborate any stories that Brett Kavanaugh had inappropriate reactions with Christine Blasey, now Christine Blasey Ford, back in 1982. Okay, but we're just supposed to believe her full stop. But these other women, you just say, eh, you know, I, I don't get it. I've never had that kind of experience with Joe Biden. It's almost as if she's changing standards based on the political worldview of the men involved. Gee, you think? And this has been the most frustrating aspect of of, of this for me, you know, particularly in the Me Too era, is it like anything, it has become way too highly politicized, where we're going to believe all women unless it adversely impacts Democrat power, okay? Like DFL chair Ken Martin totally came out and supported Keith Ellison, said, I, I don't believe Keith Ellison's accuser. Well, gee, Ken, uh, you might want to talk to your uh, fellow progressives because their standard is to believe all women. Oh, I see now except if it's women that stand in the way of a Democrat getting election to a statewide office. Okay, I, I think I follow now. I think I follow this. So, again, this is uh, this is part of the uh, issue. You know, Joe Biden's kind of a victim of what the Obama administration put forth. You know, he gave a speech at uh, Syracuse University about sexual harassment and assault, and Biden made his oft-repeated assertion. This is, again, back in 2015, and this is from this political story, by the way. Uh, we need a fundamental change in our culture, and the quickest place to change culture is to change it on campuses. 
Uh, in other words, campuses were laboratories where government officials can impose their vision of how males and females should interact. Uh, the Obama administration's efforts to expand the definitions of what constituted a possible sexual assault violation were thoroughgoing. In 2014, the White House issued a report called Not Alone, which provided schools with a model climate survey that gave this definition of punishable behavior. Sexual violence refers to a range of behaviors that are unwanted by the recipient and include remarks about physical appearance, persistent sexual advances that are under-desired by the recipient. Okay? So this is the kind of touching, often unasked for and sometimes unwelcome, that Biden has engaged in for years. So kind of the victim of his own circumstance, I guess you could say. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. We work hard our entire lives to provide for our families with the hope one day to enjoy our retirement. Our whole lives, we've been told what to do with our investments, and now we're nervous that we may not have enough to live the life we want. Learn to be the best steward of your money. At Online Trading Academy, we offer a free investing class. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Did you know that 45% of consumers look at your online reviews, comments, and feedback to decide if they want to do business with you and your company? I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for your local business. Salem Surround can help your company get the most out of their online reviews and reputation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Blue Ox has a legendary deal for you. When you purchase a high-efficiency furnace, you'll get an air conditioner free. You heard that right. A free air conditioner with the purchase of a high-efficiency furnace, giving you the comfort you deserve. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Welcome back, Cam Twelve Eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station, AM fourteen forty, the Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show, Saturdays nine to eleven a.m. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these very airwaves, AM twelve eighty the Patriot. He's the headliner edition. He's on Saturdays one to three PM on AM twelve eighty. I am the closer, closing out weekends, Sundays one to three PM. And as always, thank you for tuning in and here to take your phone calls. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N A R N Show. For any comments or questions. Thanks as always. 
for uh, spending your weekends with us. And uh, for those of you who make this appointment radio, we know who you are. We hear you, and uh, we thank you for tuning in. And, hey, if this is uh, one of your rare times you tune in live, thank you as well. And if you happen to be listening to podcast, thank you as well. I mean, we'll take listeners any way we can get them, whether they're listening live via the podcast. If you're listening on good old-fashioned AM radio, uh, via iHeartRadio on your smartphone, or if you're Amazon Alexa, that's the coolest thing ever. If you go to Amazon Alexa right now and say, Alexa, tune into the Patriot Minneapolis, you you hear an introduction to my show that I'm doing, okay? I, I, I've i uh, actually videoed that once of me saying, Alexa, tune into uh, the Patriot Minneapolis, and it's me introducing the show. It was real meta, I guess you could say. Well, don't get cocky now. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just speaking the truth. I My voice comes on Amazon Alexa to introduce my show. That's I think hockey is just that's what happens. But I, you know, may you know, may I don't I don't really like the sound of my own voice, but I do think it's a cool concept that uh I'm in this little machine uh that I don't even own. I don't own one of those. So um, you know, otherwise I'd probably drive my wife nuts doing it all day. Uh tune into the Patriot Minneapolis, but it's not my voice introducing every show, so uh may not be as fun. Anyways, <clears throat> moving on here, uh this past week was uh I think it's the typically like the first Tuesday in April every year is a thing called uh, Equal Pay Day, where there's this uh, decrying the fact that men make uh, 20%, uh, 23% more than women, or essentially what what it is is that for every dollar a man makes, a woman only makes 77%. Actually, it's up to 80 cents now. That's the new chanting point is... uh, for every dollar a man makes, a woman only makes 80 cents. And the implication there is that employers are discriminatory and therefore they don't pay women as much as men. And no one ever seems to apply any nuance or unpack these statistics because what this is based on is just raw data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics where they take all women in the workforce and their average pay, and all men in the workforce, and their average pay, and they say, oh, look at this. Women make 80 cents for every dollar a man makes. Well, what they don't look at is the careers they're in. Typically, women are in careers that pay less than men. I mean, Prager University put out a fantastic video. Uh, Christine Hoff Summers, who is a resident scholar with the American Enterprise Institute, she hosted this Prager University video, and do a search for it on YouTube. Prager University gender uh, wage gap, where she breaks it down, says, here are the four lowest paying industries uh, in basically in uh, four lowest paying industries, professional industries, and here are the highest paying professional industries. Okay. And in the lowest paying professional industries, predominantly women are in these industries, whereas in the highest paying ones, there are men. Okay. Now, there's a real effort, and I applaud this effort, for more women to get involved in STEM industries, science, uh, technology, engineering, mathematics. Okay, my wife herself is a uh, is a science teacher, and this is a you know this is a struggle that a lot in their, their industry face is getting more women involved in these industries. Okay, but that should be encouraged. Okay, it shouldn't be brow browbeaten into them. Okay, if they don't want to go in these higher paying industries, that's their choice. But that's what it is, is a choice. I mean, you could argue the morality or the ethics, like one of the uh, industries, one of the uh, employment venues that Christine Hoff Summers cited in this Prager University video is social work, for instance. It's predominantly a female-dominated field, but a social worker doesn't make as much as, say, a chemical engineer, which is a predominantly male-dominated field, Okay. So you could argue, well, that you know, a female social worker should make as much as a chemical engineer. Well, we live in a capitalistic society where it's supply and demand. Okay, you're going to get paid as much as this will demand. Capitalism may not be the perfect system, but you know it's pro- it's the best out there. And so, what it boils down to is, I hesitate to say career choices because it doesn't seem as though women are encouraged as much to join. The, um, the STEM industry, you know, in jobs in STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. They should be, okay, because I know a, a few women in the technology industry. They absolutely love it and what it does for them, and, and 
being on the cutting edge, obviously, of a very important uh, economic sector in our economy, right? But they just there just aren't as many of them. But that's a different issue. To say that it's that men are uh, that women are paid twenty percent less on average because it's discriminatory discriminatory policies is is just not true. Because if it is, and I. Those of you who know me know that I'm a numbers guy. I work in uh, I work in finance and accounting for a manufacturing company here in the Twin Cities. So I see the books, and I you know obviously, if you could trim payroll twenty percent in your business, that goes right to the bottom line. So the natural retort to this, okay, if you are interviewing a man and a woman for the same position and they have equal qualifications. But you could get away with paying a woman twenty percent less. Why would you not hire a female? That that just that just makes financial sense. But it's not that simple, is it? And by the way, if you could get away with paying a woman twenty percent less, right? And you only hire women for all your positions because they automatically make twenty percent less. Well, that that number one in in and of itself is discriminatory against a perfectly qualified man. Then you're talking. Then you're talking about a different part of it, different aspect of discrimination. Okay, so it's just it's just more complex than just oh, women only make eighty cents for every dollar a man makes. It's it's much more nuanced than that. But yet every single year, that seems to be the predominant chanting point, and it's it's frustrating because there are already laws in place where you can't discriminate. You can't pay women less than you pay men for the same for the exact same job. They have the same qualifications. And uh, the Foundation for Economic Education, or FEE, F-E-E, F, uh, FEE.org, I think put together one of the uh, an incredibly uh, insightful piece, citing a Harvard study. You know that uh, conservative think tank that is Harvard. Yeah, whatever. You can't see eye rolls over the uh, over the airwaves, but uh, talking about how the gender pay gap isn't what you think. And again, this is from fee.org. What do you think of when you hear the phrase gender pay gap? Perhaps you think of a man and a woman who work exactly the same job at exactly the same place, but he gets paid more than she does. This sort of discrimination has been illegal in the United States since the passage of the Equal Pay Act in 1963. But that is not what is generally meant by the phrase gender wage gap. Instead, the commonly reported figure that a woman earns 80 cents for every dollar earned by a man is derived by taking the total annual earnings of men in the American economy in a given year and dividing that by the number of male workers. This gives you the average annual earnings of an American man. Then you do the same thing, but for women. The average annual women's earnings come in at about 80% of the average annual men's earnings. Presto, you have a gender wage gap. That's it, honestly. It isn't much above back-of-a-cigarette-box stuff. This methodology takes no account whatsoever of the whole host of factors that might explain this discrepancy. It ignores the fact that, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, in 2017, men worked an average of 8.05 hours in an average day compared to 7.24 hours for women. True, women are more likely to be raising children, taking care of elderly family members, or doing housework, leaving them with fewer hours in the day for paid employment. But this does not alter the essential fact that people working fewer hours on average can be expected to earn lower incomes on average. So again, it's not exactly apples to apples. And there's a difference in the type of work men and women do, which bears on their earnings. BLS data shows that in 2017, 94% of child daycare services services workers were female, the highest percentage of any category, and that the mean annual wage of child care workers was $23,760. By contrast, just 2.9% of workers in the logging were in logging were women, the lowest share of any category, and the mean annual wage was just over $42,000. So again, this this is what happens when we come in a more politically correct society as well, is that Men do, when there's work that's more physically taxing, physically taxing, it's predominantly men working in that industry. Why? Because of the genetic makeup. That's You can't say stuff like that today, even though it's a biological fact. You can't say stuff like that today because it's 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 seen as 
misogynistic or politically incorrect. And it's and it and it's ridiculous. Okay, you can't ignore basic science and data. Now again, women there should be more women in STEM. No question about that. What we need to do to encourage that, I'm open to ideas because there absolutely should be because there's ample opportunity. All right? Because that's an industry that relies a lot on intellect. And when it comes to intellect, yeah, women are are just as capable, if not more so. I would argue maybe even more so than men. But why aren't they? Well, that's a whole other discussion for another day. Okay, in fact, I think it was, um, trying to remember the piece, uh, I believe it was uh, Megan McArdle wrote a piece on that about how she was in the technology industry. She was one of the only females in a male-dominated office working in you know, information technology. And she ended up leaving the industry because she basically said it's a different mindset. Okay, and she went on to explain it again. You can do a search for her article on that, but I think that really is a, it will go a long way to alleviating this this gap. Is if you if women are encouraged to get into more of these higher paying jobs that anybody could qualify for, but for some reason is dominated by men. But is it dominated by men because of discrimination? Again, absolutely not. If you could, if if corporations, all corporations, could add that much money to their bottom line. Again, I ask the question, why would you ever even consider hiring a man? 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. It is me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. Yesterday I cried A hundred billion tears on every channel AM 1280, The Patriot. First Mortgages, Impact Mortgage Group, DBA Cash Call Mortgage. 19500 Jamboree Road, Irvine, California, 92612. NMLS 128231. Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Okay, here's the deal. You're a freelancer, a hired hand, a self-made, self-owned business of one. Whether you're a contractor, creative director, or consultant, you're the boss. And that makes things easy. Unless, of course, you're trying to get a mortgage. When it comes to qualifying for a cash-out refi, gig economy workers come with more obstacles, more complexities, and more stress, right? Wrong. Dial 800-815-0745, and one of our cash-out mortgage specialists will help you qualify for the lowest interest loan possible, regardless of your source of income. It's the easiest call you'll make all day. Dial 800-815-0745. That's 800-815-0745. Make the cash call today. That's 800-815-0745. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. It is so exciting to think that the Lord loves us in such a way that he sent his son to provide the way for us to be directed perfectly, gently, and effectively. C.S. Lewis bluntly stated this fact. Aim at heaven, and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, and you will get neither. None of us can serve two masters. We try, but we cannot do it. As the hymn says, keep your eyes upon Jesus, and the things of the earth will grow strangely dim. I pray that we can be used by each other to exhort and edify the church and grow the real kingdom. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's Word to examine our hearts and our motives because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net. remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366 7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro life pro life across america is non-political and totally educational a baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception
Welcome back, Game 12 in Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. Wrapping up. Again, the 1 o'clock hour of the closer. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. And also feel free to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. A longtime loyal listener, uh, Wild Wilson, uh, sending us direct messages via our Facebook page. Good to hear from you, as always, Wild, and thanks for always for tuning in. And, uh, hey, if you haven't liked our Facebook page yet, well, why not? Uh, go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, do a search on Facebook, and uh, give us a like today. And keep up on all of the things we've got going on. Uh, Mitch and I like doing uh, preview videos for each of our show, Facebook Live, so we like the listener interaction in kind of our uh, our respective pregame shows, I guess you could call it. So uh, thanks for checking us out. I want to wrap up with a story that the New York Times wrote uh, this, uh, this past week. It was a uh, story entitled, uh, It Just Went Poof! The Strange Aftermath of Virginia's uh, cascade of political scandals. Of course, you remember those uh, uh, a yearbook photo of when Ralph Northam, Governor Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, was in law school. His yearbook page had a guy in blackface standing next to a guy in a Ku Klux Klan outfit. Now, Governor Northam never conceded that one of those men was him, but it was in his yearbook fo- yearbook page on his yearbook page. Okay, so uh, whatever. Uh, he resisted calls to step down. And I, I believe uh, the Attorney General of uh, West Virginia, or not West Virginia, but of Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, he too had uh, come out, he kind of got ahead of uh, his own scandal, Mark Herring. Uh, he's taken questions from the public on a few occasions uh, since his own blackface scandal broke. And then in between, you've got uh, Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax has had multiple allegations of sexual assault uh, against him. And again, these are all uh, prominent Democrats. And the scandals just, they were blasted all over media for a week or two. And now there's basically been any, any talk about them. They're just going about the business of running the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I'll read uh, real quickly from this uh, New York Times story. Uh, More than a dozen state lawmakers uh, filed onto the stage, summoned by the smiling leader of their state, Ralph S. Northam, the governor of Virginia. On the governor's right were a handful of House Democrats who, as a group in February, said they were no longer confident in the governor's representation of Virginians after learning of a shocking racist photo on Mr. Northam's medical school yearbook page. On his left were mostly Republicans, including the Speaker of the House, Delegate Kirk Cox, who declared Mr. Northam's ability to lead and govern is permanently impaired. Some on stage were members of the Legislative Black Caucus, which called the yearbook photo, quote, disgusting, reprehensible, and offensive, close quote, and a complete betrayal. Even so, Mr. Northam took out a pen at the event last week and signed bills to overhaul the state's foster care system. The lawmakers of both parties stood behind him, grinning and clapping. This is the strange, suspended state of Virginia politics. Just two months after scandal after scandal deemed to be devouring the state's government from the top down. In the space of a week in early February, the public was stunned by revelations about each of the three highest statewide elected officials, all Democrats. The racist photo in the governor's yearbook, accusations of sexual assault against the lieutenant governor, and the attorney general's appearance in blackface at a party in college. Protesters and news crews swarmed the state house. Calls for resignations from fellow De- Virginia Democrats, Republicans, and even 2020 presidential candidates. And then it just went poof, said Natalie Draper, a librarian sitting in the back of a coffee house last week in Richmond. It's like it never happened. Well, I think you may have been given a a game plan for how to handle scandals like this. You just stop addressing it. You just come out and say, well, you know, I'm not resigning. Sorry, not doing it. I'm not I'm not going to resign. And then in the case of Governor Northam, he goes and meets and gets photo ops with prominent black leaders as if, you know, that's supposed to mend some fences. And in in the minds of some uh, African-American folks, it might. But in the, in the mind of others, it might not. But his thing is just to go about running the, the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia. And then uh, in Virginia, governors only serve one term. 
So Governor Northam, obviously, when the next governor is elected in uh, November of 2021, um, you know, that's it. He'll be done. So they just, that's how they avoid it. They just quit talking about it and go about go about their business. But you can bet that Republicans are not going to forget it. And I'll read a little bit more of this New York Times story. Uh, for the Democrats, perhaps above all, there are blunt political realities. Whatever may happen in the 2021 election for governor, every seat in the Republican-controlled Virginia General Assembly will be up this November, and Democrats have a chance to take back power in at least one chamber of the legislature. That will be hard enough now, given the bales of fodder Republicans have now have for attack ads. But the idea of trying to raise money and hold rallies while spurning the three highest officeholders in the state came to be seen by many Democrats as just a needless handicap. Betsy Carr, a Democratic delegate, said shortly after stepping off the stage last week with Mr. Northam that voters want to move on. They want positive things to happen. They're concerned about the elections, she said. That sort of hard pragmatism is common among Democratic figures these days, but it's not unanimous. Many younger people in the party in particular are frustrated by what they see as the leadership's hurry to move on from the scandals rather than come to grips with them. Okay, well, so prominent Democrats may want to move on. That's fair enough. And they may be projecting their feelings on the voters when they say, well, voters just want to move on. But it's not going to be that easy because, as this article very astutely states, you're going to have Republicans coming out with attack ads going after this, saying how Governor Northam and A.G. Herring have basically just not taken any more questions on their respective blackface scandals and how Lieutenant Governor uh, Justin Fairfax is not answering for these allegations of sexual assault. So, uh you know, far left progressives, are you the party of me too or not? Are you the party of believe all women or not? I mean, again, Democrats are willing to set these standards, are willing to set these rules, but darn if they're ever able to live up to them. But um, their hand is going to be forced by Republicans in this uh, election year for the House of Delegates. That much is certain. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments right here, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Back in mere moments, go nowhere. Lights on over every boy and every girl. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. Every Army National Guard member serves not only to protect the nation, but also their local communities, so they each have a stake in the security and well-being of the neighborhoods where they live and work. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. Since the early days of our republic, the Army National Guard has continued its timeless commitment to guarantee peace and security for all Americans. Americans, a proud legacy which has endured for nearly four centuries. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. Selfless service, it's what inspires the men and women of the Army National Guard to be part of something greater than themselves. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Are there some physical activities that you no longer partake in because they're too painful, such as 
playing golf or easily walking downstairs, hiking or even sleeping peacefully through the night. Relief Factor wants to get you out of pain. Relief Factor is changing the lives of tens of thousands of listeners by reducing and at times even eliminating their daily aches and pains. ReliefFactor.com is full of great success stories, mine included. Over a month ago, I started taking Relief Factor and within weeks, it had resolved a lower back pain issue for me, which is now gone. Pete and Seth Talbot are the father and son team behind Relief Factor and the three-week quick starter pack that could help you live your life with little to no pain. Go to relieffactor.com, see the testimonials from folks all over the country who are getting their lives back with Relief Factor. Over 70% of those who try it, continuous customers. Why not be the next Relief Factor success story? Go now to relieffactor.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is double. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.